Tom's dancing a little more than I am. Uh, we are the All Elite Ramp Up. Uh, to folks that know us, that's a new name. To those that don't know us, welcome. It's also a new name. Yeah, it's also a new name. Hey, what's up? This is the All Elite Ramp Up. Pretty self-explanatory, we hope. And we're going to talk about some fun All Elite Wrestling that happened this week. We had Worlds In. We had AEW Dynamite. We've got folks... Uh, we'll be joining the chat hopefully throughout. We do this live. If you're listening back on the podcast later, we do this live every week in Mahomes Central Time at 7.20 on the dot. Stay tuned right to things like threads where you can find us at all underscore elite underscore wrap up. Just go to all elite wrap up.com. You can find all the links you need. Stay tuned to that and the social media there, and you'll find us when we go live. You'll get notifications, et cetera. But Tom, how are you, man? We had a fun week of wrestling. I'm excited. I love this week of wrestling. World's End, I thought, was spectacular. I'm really digging the new music for All Elite Wrap-Up. I like the name. I'm looking at it on the YouTube. Uh, it seems a little different for me because I don't have my, uh, you know, mm-hmm. green screen. Mm-hmm. So you're actually seeing, you know, the the Super Bowl back-to-back. Well, not back-to-back, but two uh, back-to-back Super Bowls. Again, it's not back-to-back, but it feels like it because it's right there. But 54 and 57, then you got the parade here. And then look up there. You got some goats. You got Eddie Kingston. You got Hangman Adam Page. And you got Brian Danielson. Uh, you also got a little uh, Britt Baker down there. A uh, little uh, collage from Rob Schamberg over there. So that's my background here in my office. So that's fun for you guys to see. Love it. I feel like I feel exposed. I like that. Um, but the week of wrestling was fun. World's End. Uh, had some bangers and then it felt like i don't know how you feel about this but it felt like it's a like a, a next chapter in aew i felt like world's end ended obviously world's end and now it's starting anew it's like we've opened a new book or it's a new series of the same kind of stories so excited to talk about that as well but tim as we talk about world's end and also dynamite mm. Mm-hmm. We must talk about what we do around AEW pay-per-views. And for those who we don't talk know, about that? yes, we do. Yes, mm. we do. Because we got to start off all the wrap up the right way. And that is by embarrassing you. And so what we <laughs> like to do during AEW That's the right way? That's the correct that way. That is always the right way to do this. All right. <laughs> the, so what we like to do around AEW pay-per-views, for people who do know, is we like to do picks. For those who don't. We will make picks on the matches that were announced, as you guys can probably pick up on, though. Uh, We record on Thursday, so if anything is announced on a Friday morning or Saturday, well, we don't make those picks, right? Uh, So we make our picks, and then if we come down to, like, the wire, there is a deciding match that is the deciding factor in who wins. And Tim, the loser has to wear a Jeff Jarrett T-shirt. And for those who are joining on the YouTube uh, stream you will see that i am wearing a rock hoodie and tim would you like to show people what you are wearing no <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have a choice yeah. in this do i have a choice in this because i protest i'm still protesting that we tied in our picks um because i you know we'll talk about it as the show goes on i think we tied you think you won and for the sake of being a gracious host and a great human being i know that you don't have any reference of what i'm talking about i am taking one for the team and i'm wearing the jeff jarrett shirt oh god it even did you do something to this because it smells worse than when i gave it to you and like it was bad when i gave it to you 
Yeah, no, it Look just it. that's it's, how it ages. It's gross. It ages like it. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, it ages just, just gonna, like Jeff Jarrett. I'm gonna do the show as Jeff Jarrett. Hey, uh, Tom. I'll tell hey, you what. slap nets. All right, <laughs> that was yeah, pretty good I'll tell right you there. What, I, it was very good. <laughs> um, so yeah, you have to wear that shirt, which makes me it itches. Happy. Yeah, it, it itches. should because uh, it's gross. Um, and so yeah, you'll be wearing that for this episode, and then the mm-hmm. next pay per view. Which means, Tim, side note, the next one's not till like the end of February, so you got to hold on to that shirt forever. I think we need justice for Tim. We'll discuss more because I know for a fact that we tied and I would have won the tiebreaker, and therefore you would have been wearing this shirt. But, you know. Yeah, well, there is a little bit of controversy from the pick. So, not to get too much into the weeds because we're going to talk about it uh, during Mm. our Dynamite recap. But that Adam Copeland Christian Cage TNT Championship match, mm-hmm. yeah, that Christian Cage finish. won. Boy, it had a finish, then it didn't have a finish, then it had a finish, and then we're out of there. So that was Listen, a weird. I one. know at the at the end of the whole the whole picture there, they were saying the winner and new AEW TNT Champion Christian Cage. So I think I should get that point, or we should, you know, nope. I'm thinking we both get a point. Now, well, the deciding factor was the uh, Continental Classic, mm. where it went down to the wire between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I took the Mad King, Eddie Kingston. You took John Moxley, a hard-hitting affair that saw Eddie Kingston win the match. So, so great. Uh, yeah, so it was great. an awesome moment. God, he's and the best. Eddie Kingston is so fun. I smiled. So I even said that. I, I knew that was going to happen. I was like, I'm going to have to wear this stupid god shirt. But it's going to be Eddie Kingston. I was like, Eddie Kingston will win. And I was like, you know what? Look, I've had weird rashes before in my yeah, life. Another What's one another one? one? Yeah. yeah. You, you have What's the ointments already there. You know? You already yeah. have them ready. Like right over here somewhere. Yeah. I'm sitting right over there here. for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, so well, Tim, let's talk- we will discuss. We'll discuss as we get into there. We want people to know you can join in. If you're watching live on the YouTube right now, please join in the chat. Talk to us. Tell us what you thought about World's End. Ask us some questions. If you want to know exactly why this shirt is at an angle and not centered, you're going to have to ask Jeff Jarrett and Pro Tees, but feel free to ask it in the chat. We'll, we'll give you the information the best we can, what we know. But please join us live. You can also, if you're listening back on the podcast later, Join us on the threads. Use hashtag AE wrap up. If you want a question specifically that you want to try to get answered here on the show, use that during uh, whenever you're watching wrestling and have fun with us. But Tom, man, AEW Dynamite last night. God, what'd you think? This was a blast. New year. I'll say this. I know I asked you a question, but let me talk first. <laughs> of course. <yeah>. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I'm used to this. We've done this. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like. I know this might not always like line up at exactly the end of the year, but I like if our biggest stories are ending at World's End and we're starting a fresh kind of new first show of the year. I don't hate that idea. I like that. I do too. I really like it because it gives a clean, you know, new feel to it because as we know with the other company, they will do season premieres, but it doesn't really feel like anything different other than you just saying season premiere. But this felt like, a new chapter and it was fitting because the last thing that we saw was called world's end which now looking back was the end of the story for our main character mjf for the time being uh and now the start of the devil and his reign and let's talk about it but before we get to the devil 
we got to the conclusion of the main event, which saw a new AEW champion, Samoa Joe. So before we get into the promo from Samoa Joe, what did you think about Samoa Joe essentially beating MJF clean? Yeah, I, I'm, honestly, he did. I mean, he beat him. Well, clean. I mean, I know there was, you know, the you know folks did things ring. in the match, but sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I've got a lot to say about that. We'll talk more. But yes, uh, Samoa Joe as champion getting a pinfall victory, one, two, three, without a whole lot of shenanigans considering pro wrestling, right? Uh, man, I, believable at every time. I said this to you the night. I said he's never not going to be credible to taking the title off of a big star. So I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. Yeah, I feel like taking a step- I love MJF. Well, I'm I love MJF. Him, but I don't hate it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for anyone to beat MJF and it not be at the risk of a bad story, Samoa Joe is the perfect person to do that. Because like you said, he has the legitimacy. He has the legacy. He has such a long storied history in pro wrestling throughout the Ring of Honor, TNA, NXT, even a little WWE years. And obviously NAW is the king of television that it's credible that he would beat MJF and the other thing that I think that works in both persons' favors is this was the second match. So MJF beat him in the first one, and now Samoa Joe's beat him in the second one. So if we do need to run this back after MJF gets through with devil stuff, well, there you go. The rubber match is already set. 1-1, one, one, who wins the third one, right? So we, we got a story there as well. And then the other thing that I think, and this is me just kind of getting ahead of myself here, step 13, as I like to say sometimes, is we've had so many long standing champions, right? Kenny Omega was, I think, a year. Hangman, even though it wasn't necessarily long in time, there was a lot of there was a lot of living, right? We did the Brian Danielson, we did the CM Punk, we did we did a lot of stuff in there, right? And so my guess is that we need a transitional champion because they all can't be two year champs, right? We can't every champion can't be a year. And if you're ever going to do transitional champion, Samoa Joe is a good option, right? Because again, it doesn't make him look weak. He could have it for two months if he needs to. And it was Samoa Joe was your champion. You know what I yeah, mean? Samoa Joe, like I said, is credible. He's always going to be able to beat whoever you got. He's also not unbeatable, right? We've seen right. people beat mm-hmm. Samoa Joe all the time. Like he can get got. He's even says that, right? Like you got me. You don't get me every time. And if you got yeah. me, I'm coming back and it's on your ass. Right? That's kind of small Joe. He's like, hey, I lost one. Sucks. I'm killing you next time. So that's how it goes. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's right. I think, yeah, we can get a couple months out of this. Doesn't have to be a eight, nine, ten month thing. Yeah. You know? That that's my guess. And again, I have no basis of that. It just feels like I don't feel we need another long-standing champion i think a little hot potato just for a little bit would be good to keeping you guessing on who's going to be the next champ you know kind of especially given kind of what we saw throughout dynamite as we go through it i think you know a little bit of a hot potato of who's king shit here right who's fighting to get to the top Mm -hmm. of the mountain i think would do it well i think would do it well yeah so we kicked off the episode of AEW dynamite with a promo from samoa joe your new heavyweight champion And essentially what he says is, yeah, MJF might be your scumbag, but I'm a mean son of a bitch. And what I did to him, I'll do to anyone who's going to try to take this title from me. 
and he was intense and it was awesome. And I peed myself a little bit. And then we started the show. And here was the interesting thing, Tim. Yeah, but that's it just because it was Wednesday. Wrestling. Well, you know, that's just your yeah. typical pee on yourself Wednesdays. But it didn't start off with a wrestling match. We got another promo. So Adam Cole's music hits, then it stops, which essentially I think means like that's only going to be his when he does singles matches, but he's going to come out to this new music. And it's the Undisputed Kingdom. And here they are walking out with Adam Cole hobbling down. And it's the devil and his henchmen. And he talks about how Roderick Strong's his real best friend. And now we're going after gold. We're going to have Roderick Strong going after the, I think it was the international championship. Yes. And then Wardlow. Nailed it. Th- this is where it lost me a little bit. I'm reading some notes here that I took. So Roderick Strong is going to go after the international championship. We yeah. already got the kingdom as your ring of honor tag team champions. So that's good there. But then we kind of did this weird layup thing that I don't like where it's like, and while I'm injured, Wardlow's going after the championship. And then when I'm healthy, he'll give it to me. And Wardlow immediately just was like, not going to do that. So I guess, Tim, how do you, how do you feel about that? Then I'll share my thoughts on that part of the promo. Uh, on that specific part of the promo, yeah, I, I was a little questioning it because also aren't we doing exactly that right now with Christian Cage and Kill Switch slash Luchasaurus? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we don't we didn't even have to say that, right? Just leave it be until we get there. We're not mm-hmm. going to get there. So, I mean, maybe that's why they said it, because, you know, we're not, Wardlow's not winning this world title anytime soon. So, you know, I, yeah, Wardlow's the odd man out in this. You know, we'll discuss the whole group as a whole, I'm assuming, coming up maybe. But, um, yeah, that was a little odd. That one stuck out a little bit, that moment of the promo. Yeah, because he automatically undersold it. Because in the example that you gave with Christian Cage and Luchasaurus slash Killswitch, there's this, like, Christian has something over Luchasaurus, right? There's this controlling factor that makes Luchasaurus bend the knee to Christian Cage. We have not established what that is in this scenario with Wardlow and Adam Cole. Why would Wardlow ever want to do that? We've seen him be the, you know, killer of worlds, powerbombing everyone till they're, you know, dust. And now all of a sudden he's just going to give something up. And then again, he undersold it by rolling his eyes. So immediately, just like you, I thought, well, he's out of here soon, which is fine. That's not a bad thing. Now, who do you think they replace him with? Because I already think I know. Oh, you think there'll be a replacement? Sometimes it's just, mm. hey, get out of here. We're, we're four guys now. Mm. Four dudes. You know who it's going to be? No, Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who I thought. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be Kyle Riley. I thought it's going to be, here's my real best yeah. friend, Wardlow. No, you know. that's the deal. It's yeah, Listen, okay, so on the subject of the group as a whole. When it, when their name popped up, it was just Undisputed. I was like, all right, so it's Undisputed. And then it's Undisputed Kingdom. And I was like, okay, I get it. Anything Adam Cole and this group of 2016 ROH All-Stars is Undisputed mm-hmm. something, right? It's undisputed whatever we're doing, right? It's a leader, it's error, it's it's kingdom now, I guess. I just yeah, Wardlow sticks out, and I also the suggestion you had still is tugging at my heart where the kingdom should have been doing this unbeknownst to Roddy, and Roddy would have been a sympathetic face 
They could have hit his neck again. He's got the mm-hmm. neck brace, and now he's mad at Adam. And like you, you went with Adam. Like it just, it would have worked so perfectly. I don't want to sound like sour grapes, but like man, I, I know a lot of what we did here fits to get here. I would have I would have fine tuned a few of these things. That being one of them, I wouldn't have had Roddy in this, and Wardlow just feels out of place. Yeah, I would have. I mean, Wardlow fits because it's the fucking JF crew, right? You're right. Kingdom kind of doesn't in that regard, but whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things that if you explain it does make sense, but as a whole, you go, well, wait a minute, we're kind of stretching here because the Kingdom, right? Matt Bennett and Wardlow have no association with each other, like. I guess they don't like MJF. Now, Wardlow has a legitimate reason why he hates MJF. The kingdom, by proxy, because they were mean to their friend, I guess hate him, right? But they never actually did anything to each other. Um, Right. But yeah, I feel like if we're peeking behind the curtain, which we try not to do, we only want to watch what's on our television. So for new listeners, that's kind of going forward what we would like to talk about. Again, whatever topic you want to talk about, we will talk about as well. But we're not really interested in who likes who backstage or TV ratings or any of that bullshit. But with all that being said, I believe if Kyle O'Reilly was healthy, he would have already. Mm -hmm. Wardlow would have just been the odd man out. It would have been Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, the kingdom. That's the undisputed kingdom. I think now, because MJF is going to be off television, that's what I feel. Maybe we start the whole... Let's kick Wardlow out, right? We used him for what we needed. He powerbombed the shit out of MJF. Now, let's get him out of here. Kyle, you're healthy. Let's get you in. That's what I think. Okay. So, all right. So, rewind. <laughs> let's go. Let's let's go. Back in time. And let's go back to World's End. So, again, you know, we've said all along, strong, at least number two every time we had a guess. Adam Cole was going to be the devil, right? Mm-hmm. We thought maybe, you know, had these other number ones sometimes, but Adam Cole was always number two or one B, if nothing else. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. fine. And I get, you know, he searched for the ring and didn't find it. That fits because that's also what Wardlow did. It, you know, the ring has been an MJF thing forever. It's been part of the, even mm-hmm. the, the the friendship storyline. But then we did the whole lights out thing. He's holding them. He's screaming, hit them, not me, even though they're going to hit both of you. Uh, and then the lights go out, and then we get that weird sitting in, in the chair thing, and Adam Care Cole flips his wet hair back, which, why is it wet? But whatever. <laughs> why, to me, when he, I would have slowed it down a lot, right? He's finally coming to, Samoa Joe's out for a second, he's out of options, give me the ring, give me the ring, right? And instead of the frantic, oh my God, I don't know where it is, and then he gets worked over, a couple pats, and then he's, oh, 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 it's right here. Oh, it's the mask, right? Now it's the yeah. devil mask. Then cool. Samoa Joe, whop, bam, over. And then the crew comes in and just, you know, works him over. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't work for AEW. I didn't have any input on that, obviously. Um, that's where I would have went with that. I think it would have been a little tighter, right? Because then the rest of it kind of fits, right? You, then you could have had Wardlow's there to laugh like, ha, 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 ha. I gave him that idea, numb nuts. You know, mm-hmm. and then it all fits. Yeah, Uh that's a great idea. And obviously we all have a million ideas. And if you also have ideas that are listening uh, or joining us live on the chat, throw them in there. We, we'd like to hear yours. My thought was this. I would have done everything the same. Lights go out. 
right? Well, hold on. Everything the same until this. Lights go out. Lights come on. It's Britt Baker standing in front of the Undisputed Kingdom. She does a thing like this. MJF is like, what the fuck are you doing here? Kick to the dick. And then you beat him up. And then it's all still the same. Because this is the thing that I, I still have hope for. This friendship thing, I think, took off better than anyone anticipated. I think maybe they thought we could do a little thing. And then it ran into something. And then how do we get out of it? My thought is we want to come back to this sometime, not obviously December, but maybe this time next year, maybe summer 2026, right? Something like that. Well, you can get back to it by saying Adam Cole was being manipulated by Britt Baker. He misses his friend. And then Britt Baker should have been the guide. And again, you know, this barely hint of like, I mean, look, hoes before bros, right? Like, this is my yeah. wife, right? Like, I got to right. do what I got to do, dog. Um, yeah, they could have been placed there. And then she could have been like, why the fuck are you looking at him still, right? And they'd be like, nothing, nothing. I was just, I was, I was telling him to fuck off, right? Like, all that kind yeah. of stuff, you know? Yeah, down you know, the road. But down the road, instantly, of instantly, it would be the person that was my strength during my injury was her. The person that was there oh, for 100%, me, yeah. you know, it was all this. It was it was these guys yeah. and her. her she was know? selfless. Yeah, but you were and, selfish, and the whole time you were also shitting on her. Like fuck yeah. you, right? right you, we're exactly. not friends. That's not what friends do, right? Like, as much as I thought you grew, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. of that, a hundred percent. And then the other thing that I, I I like about my idea, and this is where I just feel like this needs to happen more, is I'm. I understand it, but I wish we could be a little bit more creative. And I think we can, because again, the friendship angle proved that it could happen, but let's work outside of men feud with men and women feud with women. And that is how it goes. Here's the silo for the men's division. Here's the silo for the women's division. And there it is. And it's like, uh, why, why can't a woman dislike the guy? Why can't 100%. the guy dislike the woman? Now, I'm not yep. saying wrestle, right? I'm Look, I have a weird thing about intergender wrestling. If you like it, cool, but I don't. But what I'm saying is there can still be conflicts, right? Inter-conflicts between sexes. So do that. And that's where I'm saying oh, have Britt yeah. Baker interject herself in this. No, Britt Baker being the higher power, as it were, of this. Hell, call it the Undisputed Kingdom if you want. Mm-hmm. Um is great because yeah, the promos, her and Adam Cole even working together, cutting on some of the top men in the company, right? And that's part of their frustration. Just like you said, you hate the Rhea Ripley aspect of like, what are you gonna do? Hit me? Like, well, I can't be like, well, then lean into that and make people want to hate that more, right? And then you're gonna want to see Adam Cole get his ever loving ass kicked because he's the dude, right? Like he's the one taking the ass weapons for. I agree 100. Uh, percent We were calling for that for a while. I think that would have been great. Um, you know what else is great, Tom? Is the fans that we have that jump into the chat on the YouTube here, mm-hmm. like Justin Floor, who says, "Congrats on the new rebrand, boys." If you didn't know, you know, too late. Now you know. And Jeffrey Sill says, "What up, boys? How y'all doing? World's End was hit or miss, but one thing is bothering me. Why would they make a deal?" With Samoa Joe, after he's cut Wardlow's hair, broke Roddy's neck, and forced Adam Cole to break his ankle. Like, what? what's the deal? Uh, you know, uh, true. Well, first of all, Samoa Joe, take your money, right? Like, fine. All I said was I was getting him to World's End and got him to World's End. 
now the deal helps me, right? Like that's what made mm-hmm. sense to me. The deal makes sense, except for Wardlow. That would because I could understand. Hey, like in this world of pro wrestling, everyone understands we're all out to like take each other's necks, either physically yeah. or you know, enemy uh, of my enemy, right? Right. And so they could have been like, hey, Samoa Joe's fucking crazy. So he can accomplish this goal. Because look what he did to my neck. Look what he did to Adam Cole's ankle. Now, the Wardlow thing, though, that cuts a little bit more because that's his dad and all of that stuff. That could be a fun thing later if they ever try to make another deal. Wardlow's like, we did it once and I was okay with it. The second time, though, get the fuck out of here because I hate that guy. You know what I mean? We again, That could be another seeds to get him out of the group. Um yeah, that's an interesting, interesting point there. Um, but yeah, so let's get back into Dynamite. So uh, the Undisputed Kingdom cutting their promo, making their mission statement. And as they kind of wrap up, Jay White appears, which is interesting because he's a heel, right? And Jay White interrupts and says, you know what, guys? Fucking love it. Great idea. Awesome, awesome, awesome. But fuck you. Why did you make me a part of it? <laughs> I didn't right. want to be a part of that. Which is <laughs> great. This is what we've asked for, right? We've said, hey, this is a, this. Is, these guys are town to town. They're trying to get over on each other. They make strange bedfellows when needed. They, they stab each other in the back. But here's like, hey, great, guys. I love everything you did except for putting my fucking body in the line of this. Like, what the yeah. fuck? You could have just left me out of it, motherfuckers. I would have helped you. You could have asked me. I would have been in one of them suits. Like, fuck yeah. is wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he then essentially says, well, you know what? Now, if you're going to get one over on me, I got friends too, and I'm going to get one over on you. I did miss uh, Juice Robinson, though, because the ass boys come yeah, out the guns. where is Juice well, Robinson? he's hurt. He's, he's legit hurt. Oh, okay. But it was like, ah, oh, man, because he's the wild one who could mix it up with Wardlow and kind of get one over on him, you know, but it didn't happen, obviously. But... <sighs> The Bullet Club Gold, the gangbang gang, they walk out there. They're outnumbered, right? And so the they don't give a shit. Beating them down, right? But they're getting beat down. And so here's another strange bedfellow, another one that was beaten up by the devil and the henchmen. The acclaimed run out and they chase them off. And then this is where Adam Cole and the doctor's like, hey, he's not cleared. It's like, when did you now just care? Like, the, yeah, the security guards have never gave a shit about <laughs> never people getting cleared ever. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Jeffrey Seal says, I remember Tom hated juice. Now you're asking for him. Yeah. Tom very publicly on social media oh, said, I he's like, Hey, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that motherfucker <laughs> right from the jump, but I like him now. I don't love him. He's not one of my guys. Look, he ain't up here, but he's fun. I'll, I'll say this. When I saw Jay White came out, I was like, okay, all right. And I haven't ever, ever thought in my life that I would see Jay White and think, I'm going to be excited when this guy, I'm going to pop when this guy comes out. And I did. And I like where we're going with this. Again, we're, you know, the question for me going in is, what are we going to do here? We have ended the longest reigning storyline. I don't even know if we've ended it, but it's on a pause for now because MJF is gone, quote unquote, maybe forever. Um, but is gone for at least a while, right? I think even if we think he's re-signed, the dude was broken, right? He looked like Orange Cassidy at the end of the first, you know, run. Yeah. He needs a while. So this is a continuation of the friendship storyline was the devil storyline. And, and 
it's done. So now what do we do, right? So this idea of a bunch of gang warfare and them all now upset at kind of the fallout of that is easy money. I think that'll take us, you know, tie all of them up for a while, right? Um, and then, you know, the rest of Dynamite unfolded and where we can go from there. But I think this is easy to do, right? This, it makes so much sense. Okay, great. You guys are the devil. That makes sense. <laughs> but you kicked our ass, right? So yeah. now we're coming for you. Well, and I think that elevates the Undisputed Kingdom because one thing that it harkened back to for me, and it's obviously not at this level, but if you recall when the NWO started, one of their first targets were the four horsemen and the four horsemen before the NWO were, was the fucking group that ran the shit for the heels. And so when heels get one up by another heel group, that elevated group becomes like the, the overlord, you know, the final boss almost as it is of Mm -hmm. all the groups. So I like when a heel group like the bullet club can be like, no, 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 we're not cool just because you're also doing dastardly things, we're going to fuck you up too. And now you add the acclaimed who are like, Hey, we also got thrown through fucking blast <laughs> and we got hurt pretty bad. So we're going to fuck you up. But Tim, this is where, again, you get all the mixing of the things. Yes. If you look at it, the acclaimed, the trios champs and Jay white and the ass boys. Well, that's three guys. Now we can go trios title match. And there yeah, it is. Cause- because I like the show off of those two is like, hey, we don't like each other. Fuck yeah, you, no, dad. <laughs> like you chose these fucking weirdos. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. Love it. Yeah. So I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Then you got Billy Gunn and his sons again. I didn't, even, I just thought about three. On right. Three. That's yeah. why I think part of why they were like, no, nah, fuck, you know, because the crowd was yeah. like scissors. <laughs> they wanted yeah. like to do this. And they were like, nah, nope. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go that. write a fucking battle rap about this. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot <laughs> yeah. about that part. Yeah, right. Isn't one uh, of those right. trying to be a battle rapper, the gun, or he's trying to be like, yeah, a, the one, yeah. the one that has a John Wayne tattoo. Yeah, the the short one. Mm-hmm, the ball is he one. is he ass boy one? Yeah, he's ass boy yeah, one. He, yeah, he's the one tall that guy that you want to beat up his ass boy too. Dude, I don't still know why he tried to like. Don't fuck with me, man. <laughs> like I don't have good mental fucking like stoppers. I will fucking try to hurt you. He just looked at me. I just did this. Oh, you remember it. I just did this. I was like, boo, just playing along. And he flipped me off and says, what the fuck you going to do? I, oh, I will show you what I'll do. (laughs) Flex, let me pass this. (laughs) Yeah, I will put you in the goddamn dirt. I don't fuck around with that basketball shit. I got fucking hands. I will knock um, your dick in the dirt. Exactly. Ooh, and Hangman. We got some fun Hangman stuff to talk about, too. But before we get there, uh, let's get into uh, what we got here. Uh, Eddie Kingston talking about winning the Continental Classic. He is, as we talked about, the Continental Classic winner, tournament winner. Triple title, Eddie. Yeah. Now, a lot of confusion, and I think we need to clear this up, because I asked on threads, hey, does that mean he defends all three at one time? I'm still confused. Or can on what he this just is. individually, right? And a lot of answers. I know. A lot of people were like, oh, no, it's all three. Other people were like, no, he can just have one. And I'm like, what, the one aspect that does make sense to me is New Japan would have to sign off on who could challenge for their title. And I think that's actually like a legit thing, like not like a storyline yeah. like a so, legally binding I, thing so i understand you know if if you've got three titles 
that theoretically you could defend any or all of them in any combination that you want at any time. What we're asking is, is this mandated, right? Are these all yeah. three married until future notice now? Well, yeah, because the other idea about that is it's not a triple crown within one promotion. It is a triple crown amongst three promotions, right? So I know Tony Khan owns two of them, but let's act as if they're individual organizations. Ring of Honor, Stokely Hathaway would have to sign off on the heavyweight championship match. Legitimately, yeah. breaking kayfabe, New Japan would have to sign off on the open weight, so, and then Tony Khan would have to sign off on the Continental Classic. So, so if if in okay, I, it would it would make a whole lot more sense to me if if you told me, hey, at the beginning of this, we said, hey, ROH, which Tony Khan, New Japan, whoever that is, right? We're gonna add these two things into this Continental Classic and make a triple crown because it's a Continental Championship, right? Um. And they all agreed that, okay, until, you know, whatever, we got a five-year contract or whatever, these are all the triple crown now, right? But if they're individually able to be defended, right? Which I think they should the, be. The Continental Championship is now a title that's individual. I thought it was a yearly thing. That's what I want. I This is how – this is me. This is what I would like. <laughs> I would like – that Eddie Kingston said, let's add some prestige to the first ever Continental Classic. And I'm throwing my, I'm already a champion. So I'm throwing my titles in that. So whoever Correct. wins this also gets that. Is the Triple Crown winner. But the Triple Crown can be broken up once you lose one of them, right? Well, but what I would say is the Continental Classic, just like the Owen Hart Championship Tournament, is right. just the yearly, I got it. Right. Right. But then you're, but like, so technically, and again, not to, Split hairs here, but technically you just be a double champion in a tournament. Win. Right. So the only person that's the triple crown that could could be the triple crown holder is Eddie. Until next year, when the the continental championship is up for grabs again, and if whoever happens to hold two or whatever titles just so wants to put them on the line, right? And yeah, right. not every year, not every year, the continental classic is a triple crown. That's winner. what I was guessing, but they were saying, okay, so what is Trent? wrestling for obviously fast forward but yeah all of them i don't know no i believe it's just i think this is a title which is not good not good because goddamn, how many of these do we need we got three mid-card belts now yeah not good yeah that's a big negative for me is they have not explained what the fuck is going on with these shocker um but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's get back on track here. AEW didn't match. explain something. Yeah. Yeah. They need Sorry. a little bit of help there. Hire yeah. us. Tony. Uh, Justin floor in the chat says, I need a Charlie day explanation of the triple crown belt. I mean, it feels that way, right? Like the fucking, um, Roderick strong, uh, thing yeah. that he had about it. Yeah. You, yeah. Use your uh, background there. Like Mahomes uh, mm-hmm. holding the first trophy is, is yeah, the so triple crown. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So you go from Kansas city uh-huh, on the right. bus up to Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson comes to Titan right. and he wins. Right. And that's the ROH there. title. Right. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ROH. And then he wins it and has to get Hangman. But then Hangman mm-hmm. is Eddie's type. But then Eddie. So and is they're in also, New Japan. So that's the Yeah, but thing. then but then you got these two guys here who are also champions. That's uh right. Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Right. But then they're actually uh, going up towards it. But then you also have Derek Jeter. And since there's Andy Reid, you got a cheeseburger. Which is the right. Continental Classic. Makes sense. Uh, there you we go, get our Justin. First match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We get our first match of the night, and it's for another championship. 
the international title, which can I say my side quest real quick? Mm-hmm. Let's sooner than later merge. It, it's going to be a championship. Merge the international and continental thing into one. Champion yeah. versus champion, one winner, one title. That's it. What bothers me is continental makes sense. All right, so it's North America, I guess. Right, like we're going to defend this thing in North America. North American wrestlers, North American companies, etc. That makes sense. Continental, international makes sense because it's international. But you have a title called the world title, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing. Well, and I, if you recall, when Pac <laughs> was the, the international. Thing. Yeah, well, when Pac was the international champion, I think the spirit of the title was we're going to get AEW exposure in smaller promotions. Check out our champion all around the world, your local talent. Yeah, here he is in Germany in Flugenstein Championship yeah, Wrestling. Here he is at Central mm-hmm. States. Here he is in this. Yeah, but that's not what they're doing anymore. So yeah, you didn't see Flugenstein uh, wrestle Max three thousand the other day. Oh, man, what a match. Might, might be the match of the day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, but we get Orange yeah. Cassidy taking on Dante Martin. And this is interesting because if you recall from Rampage, they did a six-man tag, and Dante Martin's team, Top Flight and Action Andretti, beat the best friends in Orange Cassidy. And so now we get a title match for Dante Martin uh, against Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange Cassidy wins, but what did you think overall of the match? Look, I I haven't been disappointed in an Orange Cassidy match ever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that was good, right? Um, and Orange Cassidy is a great mainstay. But, yeah, we were coming off all of this Continental Classic talk, champions, and now we got the international champion, and I'm just like, man, what are we doing here, right? It was a thing yeah. I kept saying, unfortunately, because, again, the match was fine. The match was good, good wrestlers. Jeffrey Sill says, New Japan just introduced a global heavyweight champion. They already have a world heavyweight champion. Yeah, that, that, that's our next stop is global, right? Um, yeah, yeah I mean, going? fine. I, I, I'm I at the point with Orange Cassidy and the international championship that, like, hey, look, if you're the only act that can get this over, then what are we doing with it? Yeah. that Yes, because – breaking kayfabe looking behind the curtain again i would go back to the spirit of what i thought this title was and say whoever is a good traveling wrestler that can represent the company whether that is orange cassidy or dante martin or Danhausen, whoever that is but we're going to have our aw talent with this title come to your promotion in san jose frankfurt wherever it is and defend central it. states wrestling yeah, wherever, right? Like, go any place, but it's AEW exposure. For and you could even have Danhausen lose it to, you know, uh, I don't even know Jeremy Wyatt, right? And then mm-hmm. Jeremy Wyatt gets his title match on Dynamite or Rampage. There you go. You could use Rampage better. The Monarch and Jeremy Dan Wyatt Housen. versus Orange Cassidy would be an amazing match. And then let's say he wins Jeremy Wyatt. And then on rampage, they do the rematch. Orange Cassidy wins it back. Okay, great. But then like, that should be the spirit of that title, but that's splitting hairs. Let's get into the post-match uh, post-match action. Andretti and Darius Martin hook and Dan Housen come out. They're checking on their friends, respect, respect. And then we hear shots, 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 shots. We see the red velvet gate. Open. Love it. And here comes private party. And this was a okay, little clunky because 
all the other talent hadn't left yet. <laughs> they're like just standing there. And Private Party's like, yeah, we're going to stand in front of you and just talk. And they're like, okay. And Private Party said, tag division, you suck dick. We're back in this bitch. We're taking on everyone, including the Hardys. What'd you think about Private Party coming back? This was the best I have viewed Private Party since I've known Private Party. I loved every bit of this. It was a little bit clunky, like you said. I don't mind, though, leaning into that. They should, at the end of every tag team match, not every, but like of tag team matches or tag team folks' promos, just come out and like, nah, nah, it's our time now, right? Don't let them walk out. They've got the whole private party thing. People kind of have like like security kind of ushering those folks out of the way, right, to like mm-hmm. make room. Lean into it. I thought this was good stuff, right? They were both kind of owning that moment. Again, they looked cool. They looked a little more swag. Less comedic, right? It's kind of the mm-hmm. thought I thought with them. If you're private party, let's be a little prestigious here. I like mm-hmm. this. I also like if we're going to lean back into the tag team division. We talked about this. It fucking disappeared at the end of 2023. I don't even know what it was. I When we said tag team of the year, I said, was there tag team matches this year? So, mm-hmm. like, let's get back into it. And this is a great shot in the arm. Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested to see what they can do because, you know, they called out a lot of people. I think the most notable was, hey, Hardys, we're breaking off. I think that was kind of the spirit of this promo is we're back to being tag team wrestlers. We don't need the Hardys anymore. We're private party. Cool. We need you to look a little bit more vicious because the thing that I always think about with private party is healthy private party getting fucking thrown from one pillar to the post by Keith Lee. So yeah, we need, we need them to smack some dudes around. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you ain't beating FTR looking like that. I I don't want them. Given off what I saw, I think there's. I think they've got some potential to take a mic and and seem like douchebags. So we don't need a talker, but having a bouncer with them, oh, right? What I could yeah. One thing, if you're gonna go with that, one thing that I thought about, and it would have been hard logistically to do it, but in my mind is you know the red velvet uh you know barriers open mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. go through but then there's another one and that bouncer corrals the best friends in action and dreddy and Dante right. martin that's what i'm saying ring. like they're kind of yeah they're kind of <laughs> like here and in, in here yeah, yeah exactly like no 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 you like have them checking a list and stuff like yeah, yeah private it's a private party first of all right yeah yeah and in fact like you could have It'd be funny because it could be somebody different each time and then somebody could pay off the bet. They could slip them to get by, right? Like to get by and then fuck them up and rough them up. Could be great. Could be great. Uh, Justin Flores says, I hope TK brings back the tag division of old with private party back. We need the private party that beat the Young Bucks in the first round of the AEW tag team title tournament. I agree. And and one last note about the tag division, because we'll get back on track with Dynamite is as great as Big Bill and Ricky Starks are, and I think they're awesome. I think it's a cool modern-day Shawn Michaels diesel kind of thing, except for both of them are charismatic. No offense to diesel, but he was kind of stiff back then. I still think Ricky Starks is a singles competitor. Ricky Starks doesn't necessarily need to be in the tag. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's carrying Big Bill here, and they'll make an entertaining group, but like... Big Bill isn't helping Ricky Starks here. You know what I mean? Like Big Bill is than. If, if Big Bill were to help Ricky Starks get over in situations where he was too small or not quite experienced mm-hmm. enough to get it through, but that's not what's happening here. Yeah, B- Big Bill is doing very good. I'm, it's not like I dislike him. I just think Ricky Starks 
needs to be in the Ricky Starks. The promo with MJF is the Ricky Starks I want to see. You know Ricky I mean? Starks is an international champion. I could get behind. Yeah, definitely. That would be that. Yeah, that would actually be really good. Uh, all right, so let's get back on track here. After all of that, we go backstage. Oh, black and white. Hold on. Jeffrey Sills says, back to an issue we were talking about, he says, I have an issue as why is Eddie's first defense against Trent Beretta, because we'll talk about that later. He says, why isn't it against Roosh, Garcia, Danielson, or anyone else in the C2? Uh, because they had their chance. Yeah, that's what I would think so. Well, and mm-hmm. also, I saw on social media, uh, in the second match, unfortunately, Roosh tore his ACL, and he kept wrestling Dude, on it. Uh, so he's going to be out for a while. So, uh, sucks to be him. No, just call uh, up Aaron Rodgers. He's got... He's got the cure. You might have to go sit in a room in the dark with him and take peyote or something. That piece of shit. I fucking Right on the back of a donkey into the back alleyway. And then just side quest. And then just spew bullshit as if you're just talking shit. Hey, I'm going to allege that someone's a sexual predator and a pedophile. (laughs) Just locker room talk, guys. We're just talking shit. Dude, I hope he gets fucking suit for everything i hope Jim i will fucking, fucking hope, God, i hope all the worst things happen to that condescending cocksucker who yeah. again yeah like you said he has all the fucking ways to get healthier than you but he won't share any of it kirk cousins has the same fucking injury he's hobbling around in christmas trying to fucking keep up with his kids aaron Rodgers knows the fucking secret but he ain't gonna tell you fuck you and another thing you cocksucker i, well, I was wanting to be nice but not to aaron Rodgers. I'll be nice to everyone else. But Aaron Rodgers, you fucking dickhead. You worked harder with your Achilles injury than Kobe Bryant. Go fuck yourself. You are the biggest prick. You a fucking look at me, Louie asshole. I, you know what? I don't even really hope it, but I kind of do because it warmed my heart. I hope you get fucking ripped. Get on the gear. Get so fucking jacked for week one and you rip your fucking Achilles again, you piece of shit. Fuck him. Same one. Not the other one, too. Same one. Yeah, the same one. God damn it. Yeah, the same fucking one. God, I hate that guy. That goddamn shaman in Nepal told me this one. All right, back on track. We go backstage, and we're in black and white. You know why? Ah. Tony Storm is here. And Tony Storm says, uh, oh, yeah, this Mariah May. That's, That's cool. And Renee's like, so you're going to stay for a match? And she's like, no, I thought we were in New York. We're in New Jersey. I got to go to Broadway. And and what my favorite thing about this, and I, and I posted it on threads, is uh, Renee's like, so you're not going to watch your match? Yeah. And, and Tony Storm goes, I don't watch pro wrestling. She's like, I don't watch wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. Yeah, she's like, I don't watch wrestling. Oh heavens no. Yeah. And then the best. And then yeah. And then she gets picked up by Luther, the butler. She does the chin up, tits out. The shoe. Here's the thing with the shoe that I would have added to that is she kicks it, right? And Renee's like, oh God. But then throw the other one. Like still make Renee <laughs> yeah, have to still dodge, dodge every the time. shoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dodge the shoe. That's um, the thing I yeah, she she doesn't watch wrestling. Yeah, and she was she said about Mariah May, she was like, yeah, no, of course, like, it'll be great. She has to come up and pay her dues in, like, some slum, which <laughs> New Jersey fits the bill for that. <laughs> Loved all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then here we go. So we get the in-ring debut of Mariah May. She's taking on Queen Amanada. Nailed it. Um, and this is good. 
I don't think necessarily this is going to be something we're going to look back on and say the the birth of a star, but it didn't suck. Um, Fine. I personally, yeah, I personally don't know Mariah May. I only know her by name and obviously through these AEW appearances. So I didn't know really what to expect. And it was to me, you it felt like I felt like she was above average in a like complete package, ready to like go in front of the crowd and work the crowd in a match. Right now, will she fit in the storylines? Make me care. You know, yet to be seen, of course, but it's young, right? We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, and the other thing uh, that I that I liked is going into this, I still didn't know if Mariah May was babyface who just loved Tony Storm or a heel just like Tony Storm that's helping Tony Storm. And we got that answer because post match, Renee is in the ring, and here's where Mariah May is like. This was great. Everything was awesome, except for I had to wrestle in New Jersey, which we fucking hated New Jersey last night. And Renee rolls her eyes, and Mariah May's like, this is such a ugh, town, whatever. Yeah. Except and then cue the music. With those two, New Jersey, it takes a special kind for, for you to be like, I hate this place, and people be like, yeah! Hate us. We hate it too. Yeah. yeah, apparently, yeah. I've been there twice and it was fine. Um, didn't really care for it, but I didn't hate it either. They get a lot of shit, but I think they get a lot of shit because all the media is in New York and it's the easy, like if all the media was in Missouri, everyone would hate Kansas and, you know, vice versa kind of thing. That's um, kind of how it goes. So, it's exactly yeah. how it works over here, actually. <laughs> right. But, but like, I don't know yeah. anything about New Jersey except for. Right. Side quest. The only thing that I dislike is that the two New York teams actually play in New Jersey, but they don't call themselves the New Jersey Giants and New Jersey Jets. Uh, uh, our friend How to Be a Business Analyst in the chat says, congrats on the new channel, guys. And he says, dude, I just said something nice to you, and now you bash New Jersey? Let me show you around next time. I don't know if that's threatening. I don't know if he's saying, well, let me show yeah. you around. <laughs> I'd be glad. I don't know anything about New Jersey. Except I've, I worked in Trent, Trenton, Trenton, New Jersey twice. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Again, the only thing that I know that I hate is that the New York teams don't claim that they actually play in New Jersey. Right. That's the dumbest thing. Just yeah. say you're the New Jersey Jets. That's that's why Kansas is trying to get the Chiefs to move to Kansas because they can go, look, you can still be the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, yeah. And move to yeah. Kansas. <laughs> yeah. I know it ain't going to happen, but that's their play, right? Right. Same yeah. thing, right? You don't have to be the New Jersey Giants Jets. You can be the, you know? Yeah. Kansas City. Well, because it is still in Kansas City. Yes. Yeah. All right, but right. let's get on the track here. So we cue the music of New Jersey's own. I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to try. Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna Perrazzo, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And another girl, lady, woman, who I only know by name. I've never seen her wrestle. Correct. I'm familiar that I think she's like kayfabe best friends with Britt Baker. Mm. I think don't know like she's best i think i've seen those two post pictures with each other on social media gotcha. so i think they're best friends and so she comes out and she's like oh you're talking shit on new jersey well i'm from new jersey Mariah may is like cool and then diana's like well i tell tony storm that i'm coming for her and then in the fucking best line mariah may says no tell her yourself bitch <laughs> yeah like, yeah i like her but i'm not like her fuck she I'm said i ain't a fucking messenger. messenger like yeah and then that slap and all that and then diana perrazzo is all elite so tim another woman added to the division yeah think? also another one that i only knew by name but from what i've heard from the impact lovers that 
she's it, right? She is the queen. She is top dog. She's good on the mic, good in the matches, all that. So I hope all of that comes to fruition because the women's division needs it. So if she's that good, I'm here for it. I saw promising signs in this promo. She did look a little nervous to start, but I think she sunk into it, and I'm, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my hope, and I think I said this in one of my – dear santas and it seems like possibly we might be getting this because on rampage tomorrow night we have two women's matches but make one of these three shows whether it's dynamite collision or rampage a more women's focus because now you have tony storm mariah may diana prazo Britt baker a returning j a returning jamie hater hikaru shida nyla rose I forgot about Kaya jamie valkyrie hater. Yeah, Tyler, uh, Tyler Valkyrie. I like. We got some. You got some studs, right? You've got some. We, right. Chris Statlander, mm-hmm. Willow Nightingale. Like we've got so much here. We got some beefcakes. Like, yeah, but like they need TV time, and we can't just mm-hmm. be doing the one and dynamite where match. Is Britt Baker? I think. I think this is what I read, and I hate that I read it, but suggested post, which is just the worst. It's almost as bad as Aaron Rodgers, but not quite. Uh, I think she has a back injury. I think she Aaron Rodgers, New Jersey suggested posts <laughs> right there. Yeah. Allegedly. No, um, but Aaron Rodgers is definitely number one. Fuck that guy. And if you like him, I don't like you. Um, you can like him as a football player, but if you like him as a human, you're yeah. trash. Um, okay. Back on track. Uh, so yeah, I think one of these three shows to, to go uh, follow up on my point here is they need to focus on the women because we, we talked about worlds in one of the pre uh pre-match or uh pre-show matches was willow nightingale versus chris statlander which was fine but those are two talents that we need to keep showing on television but you can't if you only get one match now we add more talent jeffrey sills says i've been saying this for months make rampage ladies night it will pop a number i popped a number the and, other know, day i've been the same since Maybe that's why the shirt's crooked. Did you want yeah. to show the shirt to anyone joining? Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't want to show the shirt. I could take it off. Hey, look, nah, I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, nobody wants to see that. Look, uh, look here. Be as Jeff Jarrett again. Hey, Tom! Slap nuts! Remember that time in 79 when I wrote All right, fuck it. <laughs> remember I know The Rock? Remember, remember Taylor Swift uh, babysat my girls? I'm cool. You're fucking not, pal. J A double R. Yeah, I sing. Jesus Christ. Kinda. Hey, I think I think TNA is a good name for a wrestling company because it's thing. tits and ass. Yeah, sure. Look, I literally can't straighten it enough without it being all wrong. Oh, I hate wearing it. You're always gonna wear it. I hate that shirt. <laughs> no, um, I'm gonna win the next one. I'm gonna win the next picks, and you're gonna wear this shirt. Psych. Let's get back on track because then we get to some real fun stuff here. The Patriarch is out, oh and here God. we go. Shayna Wayne, yes. Nick Wayne, Christian Cage, yes. and we're out here, and we're talking mm. about Christian Cage being the TNT champion. Go ahead. Shayna Wayne leaning into this, right, is is the added touch now. Where she's like, you would dare boo me? A, A mother, mother doing what's best for her child, you sick bastard. <laughs> Yes, like he's a great father. He's the patriarch. I freaking love this. Christian Cage, 
has always been a dark horse contender for like my top 10, top five, right? Mm-hmm. And this has pushed him over the edge into just some of the best stuff I've ever seen out of somebody. This is one of the best heel gimmicks. This father of the year, the patriarch, his boy, Nick Wayne, the older son that we ignore and don't even acknowledge barely. Yes, I love all of it. Love it all. Well, and that's what we that's what we get here. So he talks about how he's been the TNT champion for 200 days, completely ignoring that he lost, right? Uh, <laughs> he thanked Shayna Wayne for the support. Mm-hmm. He looks forward to when he uh, will transition this title from him to Nick Hand it Wayne, down to his boy. <laughs> hand it down to his boy. And then he would like to thank the person who had the biggest hand in becoming the TNT champion himself himself and then this is tim tim this is where again i'm getting too excited i'm doing the classic iwc thing mm-hmm. where it's like my idea is the best so i want them to do my thing but tim i have to be real with you when he ignored luchasaurus and then the crowd starts chanting luchasaurus i just said i'm a dinosaur i'm a dinosaur god we're gonna get that we so have to get that i hope I hope. You know, you said, what should we bring Jack Perry back for? If not the devil, then it has to be this. It has to be, you're not a kill switch. What even is that? You're a dinosaur. No, I'm not. Yes. You're not. I'm, I'm a kill switch. <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm, that's, a, that's a very good idea. Yeah, again, I thought you needed to bring him in. Because, again, I still think, unfortunately for this poor guy, He's going to get CM Punk chants from the fucking cool wrestling fans that know the real name of Luchasaurus. Hey, do you know he was on a dating show in 2015? <laughs> I know things. Fuck you. Anyhow, I just don't like those kind of fans. I just don't. They're the worst. Yeah. Who, Who does? Nobody cares? likes them. I want to live in a world, side quest. I want to live in a world of Hulk Hogan's and Ultimate Warriors, not Terry Bollea's and Jim Hellwigs. I don't fucking care about the Yeah, both those people. guys suck. Yeah, but Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan are fucking awesome. Like, stop telling me about these real people. Like, obviously within reason, but like, if they do something, I, I need to be aware of. Fine, but like, yeah, don't, but yeah. like I don't fucking want to know the. Who did you know he's dating this person? Fuck you! I don't care. Well, and and extra actually very prudent. If you know and you have proof that they did something, I need to be aware of. Make me aware of it. Don't speculate. And say, like Aaron Rodgers, that somebody might be a sex offender or when maybe they aren't. I mean, wouldn't shock me if it is, but don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't make or, some claims there. Who was that? Fightful or whoever was doing that recently? No, it was the a Chris guy Jericho named, thing. Yeah. yeah, let's get quickly into that and we'll get back on track here to the um, AW. <laughs> Do <Dynamo>. we ever? <laughs> well, because this is a little bit crazy because it did make news because it did infiltrate the television show. During the six-man tag, when Chris Jericho would come into the ring, the NDA, world's NDA, the world's NDA yeah. signs. <laughs> but then Which, this asshole. Kudos, very, oh, very clever. World's yes. NDA, amazing sign. Yes, the the creativity from the crowd <laughs> to run with the story. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, the stupidity to believe a wrestling journalist on any fucking thing they say is stupid. And this is what I always go back to. Mabel is the third man. Mm, Dave yeah. Meltzer fucking told you that Mabel was going to be the third man in the NWO. Mabel. And guess what? But guess what? 
He, this is why I hate those people. And I don't hate the person. I hate what they do, right? Let's separate that real quick. But the reason I hate it is because there was no retraction. There was no, I got it wrong. There was no, I checked sources. It was just somebody told me. And so I'm going to tell you, let's play telephone. And that's fucking dumb and reckless. All the people that love that shit, you're the same assholes who want to know who Kim Kardashian's fucking dating get your entertainment weekly bitch ass stuff out of my pro wrestling i just want to watch pro wrestling nick hausman says jeffrey Sills says spreading those rumors and innuendos it's just the dumbest laziest thing right it's the stupidest way to get attention just talk shit get to know some wrestlers have the wrestlers play you so that you get attention it's so fucking dumb and so many of these assholes love it and here's the thing so like the if you're oxygen. speculating you know and even the house of the crazy is like well i didn't say i was just saying like he could be referencing so that's why you don't do that on social media like if i was like oh he could be referencing this i would say that to you in a private message you know yes. what i mean like that's what that is yeah Guy. it's just reckless and stupid and you're just attention whores and the people that feed it are just dummies who want to know things because they have no fucking self-esteem and they would just want to feel cool that they know something you don't and it's dumb get your fucking e-entertainment bullshit out of my pro wrestling i want to watch pro wrestling jeffrey sill says houseman is the same guy who asked cm punk the question to spark the brawl out pipe bomb but as i remember Punk was looking for something to fight on that, right? Like, he was looking, he was like, oh, you're yeah. friends with, uh, yeah. right? Yeah he, yeah, he did one of these things, like, you, yeah, he, yeah, it wasn't, I don't know if that guy was like, guess what I'm going to do tonight. Yeah, the next guy could ask a question, and he would have been like, you're sitting next to that guy. Did you come here with him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so now let's get back on track. Dynamite. Uh, we go backstage. Ruby Soho admits to Renee Paquette, which Credit to Renee. She was out here working. She did like six promos. Hardest working woman in show business, as this caliber says. Yeah, seems that way. But she says, uh, she admits Harley Cameron was a success. She liked her. And Cameron insists she's going to do anything to help. But then there's this weird thing that her and Soraya like had a plan, but Ruby didn't really know. And then they all leave. So something's up. Something's up with that. We'll see what happens. And then we get back in the ring. You know what's up with that. What's up with that? There's going to be a new. There'll be a new person Ooh. in AEW. A new, a new lady coming to AEW that's also friends with those WWE types. Your favorite. Well, hold on. I know what you're alluding to, but I thought I took this more as Harley Cameron and Soraya are going to kick Ruby Soho out. Ruby Soho needs help. And then that's when money comes in. Right. Yep. That's probably how that goes. Right. That's I've got a friend. I've got an old friend. And it's this person. Mm -hmm. Look at we're pals. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I thought. CEO. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look. I'm trying here. We're rebranding. We're going to try something new. I know I did my Aaron Rodgers thing, but that's a personal, real thing, not pro wrestling. Well, I mean. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying is, that, like, that's a real feeling. Some similar issues, though, towards that yeah, one, Yeah, but, too. like, that's a real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah, I'm no. going to say about Mercedes. But we're talking about Monet, vaccine misrepresentation, well, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm going to say about Mercedes Monet 
is I'm going to be positive and patient because just like Juice Robinson, I didn't like that fucking guy. And now he's great, right? Uh, I'm also going to say I don't this. like that fucking guy. <laughs> I don't. I didn't fucking like him. But I do now, right? What I'm going to say is in pro wrestling and in at all elite wrap up, this is what we're going to try our best to do. Pro wrestling is big enough for us to all have our things. You can like Mercedes Monet. I can like Terry Funk matches from 83, right? But here's the thing that we need to realize. And this is a public service announcement. Tim, you might want to clip this one here. Public service announcement. I can dislike something and that's okay. And so can you. So if I don't like that Mercedes Monet comes to AEW, I'm not wrong. And if you love it, that's great. But we can both be right. You don't have to force my brain into your opinion. We can both like and dislike our things in this world. So just be cool. Okay. If I don't like it, it's fine. It's fine. Be okay with that. That's what I'm going to say. So uh, if you tell me her promos are good, I just, I can't, I can't buy it. You're wrong about that. We're not both right. <laughs> like you're new. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're getting into something else. But. <laughs> Anyway, positive and patient we shall be if that if that yeah. happens. Maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe she's Sasha Banks once again. Uh, Jeffrey yeah. Sill says, he, he being you, used to shit on Juice Robinson. Remember the rock hard song? Rock hard. No, I still love it. I still think he should do that. Rock hard. He's rock hard. I think he should go with that one for sure. Um, but let's get into some in-ring action because I tell you what, this next match, Takeshita wore Darby Allen like a hat. This motherfucker did two moves 15 times and Darby Allen ate all of it. It was either knee to the face or suplex Brock, Brock Lesnar style. And Christ almighty, Darby Allen came back and said, hey, I need to feel alive again. Let's throw me from the top rope or throw me on the guardrail. I mean, what did you think of this one? He does seem like he needs, he's just like, yeah, I need a refill. Yeah. <laughs> just throw me around the arena tonight, all right? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. You're like, all right, fine. Yeah. Call Moxley. He's willing to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I like the outcome, though. Takeshita gets a win here. He should beat a guy like Darby Allen, right? Darby Allen should, should win by hardship. Through a lot mm -hmm. of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't win them all. That's weird. Um, I liked Don Callis on on commentary. I always like that. And he, that somebody's like, you got, you know, catch a big dude. You got a lot of big athletes. And he's like, that's right, large athletes, big athletes. And Taz is like, hey, listen, I'm five eight. Are you saying, uh, you know, whatever? He's like, no, no, look, you were special, Taz. <laughs> you wish you were six three. We all wish you were six. Yeah, he's like, look, that's the goal. But like, you were special, <laughs> yeah. right? He got out of that one pretty good. Uh, but Takeshita, speaking about, you know, where he goes from here. So he beats Darby Allen, covers him one, two, three, clean, no shenanigans, all that stuff. Now Worked we do a post-match. We do a post-match where Don Callis says, hey, next week, Darby, grab your old man Sting. You two go up against Takeshita and Will Hobbs down in Jacksonville. Let's see what's up. So we get that match next week. Interesting that the winners double down on beating up Darby Allen. I think that's an interesting aspect of like the, Hey, we beat you up. We're going to do it again. Now we're just going to do I it like again. That. Yeah. 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 Well, now you yeah, bring a friend. We'll beat him up too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
um, which of course they won't. Though. Sting doesn't lose. Is Sting ever going to lose? Well, that's the thing. I think I think he should here. I think this should spark the start of the end. He can't go undefeated. Like you either do this, you either say the story is the next match that Sting loses is his last one, or he loses and now he sees the end coming. Can he hold on to get to the pay-per-view? Like, I think that's one of the two stories you have to tell. But if you just have them kind of pop in and pop out, that's lazy. Yeah. I Look, anything with Don Callis and Don Callis trying to, you know, make Sting's first loss, all of that's great. It just feels like it's, you know, it's throwaway. Like, we're not going to get that. It feels like Sting's going to win. Mm-hmm. But, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it is the loss, right? Maybe that's where we get this distinction between – a Darby and a Sting, maybe. And then, you know, Don Callis' family gets a good win. I would love that. I want to bring up what somebody on our threads sparked an idea. I said that Don Callis' scar keeps getting bigger every time I see it. The guy said, well, he keeps making bad karma decisions, so it grows. If we could get over the lifetime of us knowing the Don Callis story, that scar to grow or shorten based on the morality of his decision-making. That's awesome. Would, please? Right? Like... He's he's doing all this evil stuff. He makes Sting's first loss. It's like crawling around his eyeball. Then he like feeds the homeless and it recedes a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's do That's something. That's a great idea. Here, right? yeah. yeah. Well, and it can and it can be uh, it can be a nonverbal cue. Like we can know where he's at in his story by the scar. Like, right. We don't have to beat you over the head. Like, oh, he's neutral today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. He's doing well. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I like that idea. I really do. Um, one thing I was going to say though is with Takeshita. Uh, we're going into this next match, the four way to determine the uh, number one contender for the Continental Classic. You want to talk about someone as a contender for Eddie Kingston's Continental Classic to That would be a hard hitting match for Eddie Kingston. I like that idea. So yeah, Eddie Kingston would again, would have to fight from under, even though he's the champion, which is always a great storyline in my eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do I hold on to this championship against all odds that I'm not even supposed to have fits yeah. Eddie Kingston. Great. Yep. So we get into this four-way. It's Trent Beretta, Vikingo, Brian Cage, Brian Keith. The only thing that I will say, so Trent Beretta wins. It's your standard AEW four-way match. Nothing bad about it. The only critique I have, and Tim, I'll get your uh, feedback here in just a second. The only feedback or the only critique I have is Brian Keith. I think Tony Khan paid for this because when I watch Ring of Honor, he uses it there. But Brian Keith comes out to Mike Jones. And we didn't get that. If you're paying for Mike Jones's music, use it. Like we didn't need Brian Cage walking out because I don't even know his music. But Mike Jones, that shit gets the crowd popping at home and in the crowd. So use it. And I, I like Brian Keith. This like outlaw black dude. It, it's a it's a different aspect of the cowboy. You know what I mean? So I like him. He, he's cool and he wrestles an interesting style as well. Do you see that Lamar Jackson interview where the the reporter's name was Mike Jones? <laughs> he was like, yeah. he was like Mike Jones, uh, whatever. And Lamar's like listening, and like as he's like asking the question, he just starts laughing. And he was like, Mike Jones. <laughs> That's just, great. Like, he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm sorry. I go, yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet he gets it all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, because like you see, like Lamar's in his own head, listening to the question, and he's just like Mike Jones, whatever, and he's like, uh huh, and like he's asking, you see him like start smirking, and he's just like looking down, and you're like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know what you think. You have to say it when you hear Mike Jones. You have to say Who? Mike Jones. Who Mike Jones? Who? <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the time. Mike Jones. 
Uh, all right, so Trent gets the win. Saturday will be the first defense of the Continental Classics or Continental Championships. So hopefully, we get more details. Eddie Kingston versus we Trent won't. Brenna. Here's the interesting part for Trent's story: is it was brought up in the Battle Royal that Trent eliminated Danhausen because he's wanting wins. And go ahead. How did it feel like every person in that Battle Royal was my favorite wrestler? It was, yeah, I like all of the guys. I'm still, look, <laughs> Vikingo needs to have the next gear or next chapter because I get it. You're running around, you're jumping, but I need you to, what's your story now? You know what I mean? Jeffrey Seals in the chat with a hell of an idea. Hangman, Bandito, and Brian Keith need to be the Desperados or the Bounty Men. I love, yes. Riding yeah. in on some horses? Well, they're, you know how the aspect you could kind of play with is obviously he did this more Texas style, but if you do it more cowboy style with th these guys, but remember when Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, look at that, when Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin was the sheriff of Monday Night Raw, where yes. he didn't necessarily like make matches, but if Triple H cheated, he'd yeah. restart the match. Something no, like I think, that. I think more of like a Red Dead Redemption kind of group right like they're outlaws right they're trying to like steal their way to the top i like that idea oh i Think thought yeah i like that idea i thought more of they hold everyone accountable like they're the morality of a you could do both you, so they yeah. could get deputized by tony khan after they've done all the like yeah. <laughs> right and then he deputized yeah. them because he's like listen i think this is in that video game i was talking about he's like you, you don't send a saint to catch a sinner right Right. I'm going to give you guys deputy, <laughs> they get little deputy badges, and now they're, yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Let's get on step 13 real quick. Story time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have Adam Cole, Devil, whatever, you know, Undisputed Kingdom, fucking really taking mm -hmm. over every aspect. Devilish of the show. stuff. But like NWO style, where it's a match between vikingo and swerve presented to you by the undisputed kingdom <laughs> well no the undisputed yeah. kingdom just interrupts it fuck that match we don't want to see it and they yep. beat them all down story time with adam cole baby yeah and we're like god damn it you started the show this way right they don't care and then you do a next match it's keith lee versus dustin Rhodes, right whatever they fuck that match up too to the point where now Tony Khan has to start off the show with, we will guarantee you three matches tonight. This is, you know, we'll end. And, we'll, we'll yeah. start and end. Yeah. And Adam Cole's Adam Cole walks in and goes, you ain't going to do nothing. And then he has to get those three guys mm -hmm. led by hangman, the desperados. Hangman. Right. Yeah. Led by, and hangman. they're like, and they're like motherfuckers and they fucking. Yeah. Because they, he could be like, listen, we're going to be deputized by Tony Khan. They'll be like, oh, we're on the side of the law now. <laughs> right? They'll be like, listen, listen, this yeah. this is going to benefit us. <laughs> yes. Yes. By the campfire and shit. Drinking yes. their fucking. Yeah, come on. God damn it. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> but they need to be like modern day cowboys where they eat tofu just to fuck with people. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're <Yes>. vegans. <laughs> yeah. No, they, yeah, they have like instead of horses, let's get them on like segways. <laughs> okay, we're going too far. This is too far. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. That was fun. That was fun. All right, uh, what do we get next here? Oh, so we get our match for Saturday: Eddie Kingston versus Trent for the Continental Championship. Next, Trent. Up, 
Trent, though, you've said it, man. Workhorse dude. The MVP Great of spot. the mid-card. MVP. And I think they're trying to tell the story of maybe he breaks off with the best friends because, like, he eliminated Danhausen, and I think he's trying to say, like, hey. Long time coming. If, but, like, if Chuck's gone with injury, which I think is happening, then I'm then I'm going to fucking win some championships on my own. I kind of like that idea. I wouldn't hate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate if you lean into that. And Trent goes, well, you know the championship I'm going to want? And he looks at Hook, the FTW championship. He goes, I think that represents who I am. And then let's no, do an FTW. You know what we do? Cool. Keep running this uh, Orange Cassidy thing where people are just talking about something else. And he comes in, he's like, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the title, right? Keep running that. But have Trent start being like, no, I need titles here. And he's looking at Orange Cassidy, and Orange Cassidy, whoop, over his head, doesn't get it, right? But he keeps going to other people like, oh, I see what you're doing here, until finally Trent snaps, right? And he's like, you don't fucking see? You don't see what I'm doing here? Like, And then he yeah. just beats him down. He's like, I'm getting the match, right? Like when he finally goes to do it to somebody else, right? Oh, I see what you're doing here. He's like, no, no, you don't, <laughs> right? Like you don't see what he's doing here? You don't see it. Like, And then he just loses it, right? A, and then he just beats like him the, up. I, yeah. I think that actually could happen. Yeah. That seems more real. They've had this, like, where he's been giving him the side eye and Mm -hmm. this, like, are you serious look for a solid year plus now? Yeah, it seems that way for sure. Uh, I like that idea. All right. We go backstage again with Renee. This time she's talking with Matt Menard. And before they even get a question in, Hangman arrives, I guess, at 845 (laughs) for the show that ends at 9. And... He just goes, oh, hey. Happy hour at the bar, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But, but he just he just interrupts. He's like, oh, we're doing this. Hey, guess what? I'm here. I'm pissed. First off, mustache, thick as fuck. Love that look. Mm-hmm. Thick Pitbull page, Jeffrey Sills says. Oh, my God. Yeah. Looking great. And he goes, I'm pissed. I'm going to beat up someone. Fuck out of here. And then walks off. He'll well, I know he's like, maybe it'll be you. And and I love yeah, that Matt Menard's kind of like, hey, man, I am. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, so I'm the shit. About, yeah, but let's talk about Matt Menard just real quick because he plays into the main event a little bit. But here's my criticism of Matt Menard. You're a wrestler. You're not Tony Schiavone. You're not Renee. You wrestle. We've seen you wrestle. He is in the pseudo spot lately, isn't he? Like, he's almost but like. like he's like, doing the. But like he's like, oh, I I can't fight you, and it's like I get it during the Continental Classic because you said if anyone interrupts, you're fucked, right? But we get to the main event; it's Daniel Garcia versus Swerve Strickland. Matt Menard is now on commentary, and he's doing this like Swerve gets in his face, and he just goes, "Oh, I oughta." And you know, let's fast forward. Swerve Strickland wins, and Matt Menard just gets kicked in the like he looks like a chump, right? I wouldn't hate. If we, again, as I said in one of my Dear Santas at the end of the year, a little more realism. People ought to be scared of getting involved in matches for the consequence that comes on the backside. Be it a financial consequence, be it a suspension, be it a whatever, right? Like, I don't hate that idea if we did that more often. We don't do that Mm -hmm. now. So now it just makes Matt Menard look like a fucking, like a dork and a wuss. And man, I don't want that because that guy is awesome. And we need more of him with some confidence in his promos. Well, and then the other kind of missing link here is where's your pal, right? Right. Yeah, where's old, where's, where's old Switchcomb? Cool yeah. Yeah, where's Cool Hand, uh, Cool Hand Ange? Because, yeah, like, this is what Jeffrey Sill says. Matt Menard's a chump. He's like Danhausen now. And, man, if we're doing yeah. this, if we're doing a tag team revision, we need 2.0 in their stat. 
Yes. Yeah. A solid team to get some wins and losses to, you know, solidify other tag teams or themselves 2.0 or whatever. Give them a new name is, is what we need to do here. But as we mentioned, 3.0. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) We get Daniel Garcia versus Swerve Strickland in our main event. Good match. This is again, another one where Swerve Strickland throws the whole kitchen sink at Daniel Garcia and he kicks out of everything until he doesn't and he loses. So he looks good in a losing effort, but then we still get Swerve as your guy. I think the moment of this match was when Prince Nana and Daniel Garcia did the Hogan Rock WrestleMania look, and then they do the dance off until Swerve breaks it up. Love I thought it. that was fun. Yep. Uh, but Swerve wins. Swerve then goes to shake Garcia's hand. Prince Nana said, fuck you, low blow. But then again, Matt Menard walks in and just gets thrown to the side. And Swerve Strickland looks strong until it's that time. Cowboy shit. And Hangman walks down. They kind of giggle at each other. They know what the fuck's about to happen. And we throw a fist and we get a pull apart to end the show. So, Tim, we're in 2024. World's end. MJF is on a hiatus. We've got the devil and his henchmen over the AEW roster about to do their bidding. We have infighting between other groups and strange bedfellows. And then we've got Swerve Strickland who says, Samoa Joe coming for your championship. But then Hangman walks right up to him. This is the beauty. This is the beauty of that long-term storytelling that the, that the Devil One was that wrapped around many other storylines. Is because now with the fallout, we have so many directions we can go. We can put some on pause. We can revisit them. We can even re-spark a crazy great rivalry in Hangman and and Swerve. I love everything they're doing uh, coming out of this right now. Like I, I would have changed a few things on how they got to this undisputed kingdom, but like other than that. I'm giving everything an A minus. Like it, all of this has gone really well. I'm excited for what's happening next. Yeah, the thing that I think is interesting though is if we run back, Hangman, Swerve. Hangman's already mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you got one over on me, but I know yeah. what you want." But he said, "I know what you want, and I'm going to be the person who will always be there to not allow you to get it." I don't necessarily love the idea. But we could so, do a double switch, right? We could do Swerve as the babyface, Hangman as the over. I think heel. I think you get him one time. I think Swerve doesn't get it because Hangman cheats him out, so that sparks the actual number two feud, right? We're gonna do it, roll mm-hmm. it back, and then then I I think Swerve still gets the one up on the Hangman here, and then we re kickstart the what was me Hangman from that. Right. Like I just can't put Swerve down and now Swerve's the title and you know, yada, yada, yada. One, one thing I wouldn't hate is, you know, with Samoa Joe, he is the the final boss. He is the kingpin. And -hmm. like we've said, he has the legitimacy to kind of be in any role that you need. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't hate Samoa Joe as your champion in a triple threat with Swerve and Hangman. Right. Mm-hmm. You do That's what Jeffrey Sills is suggesting in the chat here. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. do. And then Hangman can take the pin. Samoa Joe looks fine. Or Samoa Joe takes the pin so that Swerve, you know, whoever is your winner, you can still have. And then you can roll out the fallout of that. So wouldn't hate that. But I feel like 2024, at least the first quarter, 
is all about Swerve. I feel like we all know it. We're all looking at it. And I'm just curious on how we're going to get there because it seems like that's where we're going. I, I am curious. And I, I am very curious, not just because of what story we'll tell next post MJF, right? We like As we said, turns out the devil story was just a continuation of the friendship storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Or it was the next mm-hmm. chapter of it, if you will. Those were great storylines, both long-term storylines. I have always been under the impression that was the brainchild of MJF. We might find out, you know, uh, if it was or wasn't here. If the next storyline is just as enthralling and intriguing, or if we fall a little short, that's what I'm kind of most interested in is is absent MJF, does also the storyline work suffer, right? I know we've Mm -hmm. set ourselves up for some good bouts, right? But it's the in-betweens, right? Like, how do we get to these matches now that we're hinting at, right? With this hangman swerve, with the with the um, gangbang gang against the devil's group here, right? Yeah, et cetera. So here's, here's uh, the next question that I got for you as we wrap up here. MJF is off TV this week, right? Mm-hmm. He's not advertised for next week. I'm assuming he's going to be gone for a period of time. You're booking it, Tim. I don't, I'm not saying you bring up, I'm not, don't give me the story of when you bring him, but how long do you keep your biggest star off television? I mean, yeah. I, if you told me he's injured and hey, he's healed up in two weeks, but we're still going to keep him off. Yeah. I mean, I would at least, I mean, at least one month to heal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. L- yeah. Let's go under the, let's go under the assumption that health is, He's able to wrestle at any time. Yeah. 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 I mean, at least a month, I think, to let this blow over, right? You go at least, and if not more, I mean, like, I'd probably go a solid two months and set something else. And I would, I would like to bring him back when you're not thinking about him, but you also don't keep him off that long when he's that damn good, right? So, like, I feel like two months is probably the stretch of it, but I'd try to lull you into something else and not be thinking about it. Look at Jeffrey Sills over here. I like that idea. Here's the other thing that I keep seeing from the AEW fandom. And look, I love to talk about the television product. This is what I love to talk about. Don't, again, don't Mm -hmm. tell me about who likes who backstage. But Jeffrey Sills says here, Swerve gets the belt from Joe. Osprey gets the belt from Swerve. Kenny gets it from Osprey. Jay White gets it from Kenny. And Adam Cole gets it from Jay is how you book the belt. No, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, <laughs> because here's the thing. This isn't me. Ah, man, I'm sorry. And this is, I, I'm not trying to be mean. And again, Osprey maybe part. I'm proven wrong. Yeah. He ain't it. Yeah. Brother. He, yeah, I agree. I don't. Cause, cause here's yeah. the thing. You're, you're not factoring in, and this is just me talking, right? You're not factoring in MJF. You're not factoring in Keith Lee. You're not fact like, my because look, you named yeah. a lot of great you named a lot of great Hangman. people there. Well, but Mox. a lot of great people there, right? Here's the thing that I noticed, and again, this is just me because I want that's a lot of white dudes. You named Swerve and some white dudes. What about Pinta, right? What about Keith Lee? What about Ricky Starks? You know what I mean? Like, I here's the, the last person. What about I'll Jeff say, Jarrett? Get the fuck out of here. But here's the last person that I'll say. 
that I think needs a championship before we wrap up here because mm-hmm. it needs to be in the history of yeah. AEW. Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah. Brian Danielson needs to at least two months, right? Make him a transitional champion or whatever. But you need to say in the history of AEW, arguably the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Was yeah, we've got to get, even if he doesn't win the title, we've got to get title on the line Joe versus Danielson, don't we? Yes, exactly. Yeah, we got to do it for funsies. That's the ROH dream match again. Another person that not considered in there because of how much talent there is, uh, Adam Copeland. <laughs> Remember Edge? Adam Copeland. Christian Cage is on a damn hot streak. Cage, He's yeah. the best heel in yeah. the business. Elevate him. Yeah, say the TNT Championship ain't worth my time. Well, Wardlow is going to win the world title. Adam Cole said yeah. that. Easy, easy, easy. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Look, don't say that. Don't speak that into existence. Or, or... <laughs> Or, you know, who could regain his confidence and become champion because the greatest storyline I think they could ever tell, MJF versus Eddie Kingston. That's the best storyline right there. We also still need Hangman to lead the Dark Order as an evil cowboy group. Yes. Fucking black horses with Brian Keith. Throw his ass in there, too. Why not? Yeah. The Dark Order. Finally. You know what I mean? Finally wants to be their friend. And look, Jeffrey Sills, I know what you're saying as far as like legitimately Danielson doesn't want the belt. I'm saying storyline wise, storyline wise, in the history of AEW, you need to say that Danielson was your champion. Like that seems, you know, but I want diversity. That's what I'm saying for the championship. That's my 2024 hope is that it's Penta and Keith Lee and Big Bill and Ricky Stark. I don't need a string of white dudes to be the champion because that's all we fucking had, man. Like, come on. You want to be different than WWE? Like, to their credit, we've seen Big E, Bobby Lashley, Drew Mack. Like, we've seen guys that are diverse, not just, you know, traditional white Americans. Uh, Bianca Belair. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rhea Ripley. Like, people that look different. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the women's division. But, yeah. There's diversity over on the other show. So, have some over here. Yeah. We're talking Takeshita, right? Like, he's not far off. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To catch the package Callis right with Don Callis could be in the main event picture, 100%. Mm-hmm. He beat Kenny Omega twice, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, right. Hey, man, I'm very excited about this. This was very fun. I only had one outburst. I tried not to, but it was real shit. That's fucking I still Aaron stand Rogers. by it. Mm. Yeah, it was real shit. Um, but we got positive and patient for 2024. I hope you guys had a great time. And, hey, contact us. We got all the fun social mm. medias. Again, yes. we're on threads. We're on threads. Go to alleliterapup.com. You can find the threads link there, so I don't have to spell out the whole username to you. Send us an email. If you want to join uh, the show, you can send us a voicemail clip or an email that we'll read or say a, a, you know, a video clip to aerapup at gmail.com. Uh, and then just join us live in the chat like Jeffrey Sills and How to Be a Business Analyst and Justin Floor and, and all of our friends fun friends did over there. And then, I guess, until then, we'll just uh, catch you next week when we return to the All Elite Wrap-Up.